When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Tarot's Life. Hopefully we've sorted out some sort of a connection for me. Steve, uh, trying times here in Burnie this morning. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, it sounds like it is, Toby. Uh, talk about getting off to one big heave straight away. The fact that Toby just cuts out after three seconds of the show. Uh, yeah, it wasn't ideal, but um, we've got a bit of a big <laughs> announcement that we'll make in a moment or two, mate, but... Well, during the Metrospective Review Show, as we do every week, we'll get through nine races uh, to review from Ballarat, what was a wonderful Ballarat Cup night. And we might touch a little bit on my trip down here to Burnie. It was just a stunning day yesterday, the Burnie Cup, and had great fun till the close of play, which ended up back at uh, Craig House's establishment uh, into the wee hours of the morning. So uh, a great day and night had yesterday. But we've got a big announcement, Steve. Uh, you said we. Oh, you haven't let me in on this one, Toby. Well, I mean we as in Harness Race in Victoria, etc. <laughs> but SEN Track, Yabby Dam Farms and the Tab have thrown their support behind Victoria's greatest night of harness racing. And the pinnacle of the Tab Summer of Glory will feature the SEN Track AG Hunter Cup and Yabby Dam Farms' great southern star, after the racing broadcaster and the breeding and racing operations snapped up the naming rights for the state's pinnacle pacing and trotting events. The February 3 race meeting will be held for the first time. The Hunter Cup has been held the same night as the Great Southern Star when the latter is in heats into the final format. The night, of course, will be broadcast on Racing.com's free-to-air channel 68, 78 and 7+. Plus. And also, of course, right across the SEN track network. So great to finally have all that locked away and be able to announce it all, Steve. Yeah, how good is that, Toby? SEN track, uh, just massive in the, the both trots and the gallops now. It's it's absolutely huge. It's It's got a great following and it's fantastic to see him jumping on one of our biggest races. So terrific support there from SEN track and Yabby Dam Farms, uh, you know, just so supportive of the industry and how much they put into it. So to name the Great Southern Star, have naming right to that is an absolute sensational uh, partnership as well so what a terrific night's racing it's going to be it certainly will be mate and i can't wait to get there it's uh there's all levels of harness racing which we're probably going to discuss throughout this show but uh yeah it'll be a terrific terrific night so uh, Julian back at the studio. We might get the replay of the concluding stages of race one from Ballarat on Saturday night. Battling at the moment into that bend. Off the back straight in 28.9 and Rosarito Miss giving a great sight. Five metres Jack O'Connor who gets clear air now. Into the home stretch. Dance away's out wider. It's Rosarito Miss in front. Dance away looming with Jack O'Connor. Rosarito Miss is still in front though. From Jack O'Connor. Jack O'Connor's lengthening. Rosarito Miss and Jack O'Connor. It's going to be close. Oh, Jack O'Connor put in the lunge and made it really interesting at Rosarito Miss. Little in it, Jack O'Connor. 
There certainly was little in it, Steve, between Jack O'Connor and Rosarito Miss. There was so little, in fact, there was nothing in it. Nothing. So a dead heat was declared and GC ran some sort of a race, Rosarito Miss. I mentioned on Friday that I've got nearly a new rule. You've got to include the Tyndale horses in the top four in every race they ever go in because they just seem to always finish in the top four and seemingly we give their horses, they never seem to be the favourites or the chosen horses for the race, etc. but they're always there and thereabouts, and she certainly was there and thereabouts. That The lead rate was sharp, 27.6. They worked hard in that early stage of the race, and she did a lot of that Rosarito miss. So for her to kick on the way she did, she's gone absolutely outstanding, mate. Yeah, she certainly has. She's normally probably better known as a sit sprinter, and and hats off to Jordan Leiden too. He's a, a young driver, but he's uh, he's got a good head on his shoulder, and he's happy to take a chance when he thinks it could pay off. And he did that Saturday night with Rosarito Miss, burning off the gate from barrier six, getting across to the lead. Jack O'Connor popped off, wanted to have a look for the retake. Jordy just said nope, and he went straight back in. Had a little bit of pressure early, and then uh, still stuck it out so well at the finish to. As you say, no gap with a dead heat with Jack O'Connor, who dived really late. It was hard watching it live. At first, I thought Jack O'Connor got up. Then they showed the slow-mo, and I thought Rosarito Miss had actually got up. And then the result comes up, and it was a dead heat. So, yeah, extremely good finish. Dance Away stuck on well for third. You bet your Tiger Pie. And even Classic Angelina, first up from a long break at $151, wasn't a bad run. Even though it was three pegs, it kept sticking, only beating 7.8 metres. And certainly got to put that in the little watch book, that grey one that we've got, Toby. But um, Aranya yes, was yes. probably the uh, the disappointing one. And I, the way it got up the straight, it still got up the straight okay. I think it just didn't handle the home corner, which can happen at Ballarat. It is a tight home corner. Um, yeah. And it was the one leg. It was the one horse that let me down in a four-leg $85 all-up multi, and uh, this was the only one we missed out on was Horania. So it was a tough start to the night from a punting point of view, but uh, a terrific start of the night for a racing point of view with the crowd there for the Cup. So it was vetted, Horania. No abnormalities reported run queried and a follow-up report. So obviously, uh, you know, they did do some investigation into why it went poorly, which uh, is interesting. Uh, highly invincible, my tip in the race, <laughs> just galloped out and it was out of the race from the start. But, yeah, great runs from those first couple. And after that, I thought, geez, it's going to be a pegs-dominated night, but it didn't quite turn out like that. No, it didn't. There was uh, a few really good runs from different placings. And you mentioned highly invincible. He'd actually tick quite a few boxes in the um, sectionals as well. So although it galloped out and did things wrong, its times were very good. It actually run the fastest last mile of the race. Yeah, okay. So it's just keep that in the back of the mind for going forward that it has run pretty good times and uh, well worth following into the future. Just, for, just forget that run even happened almost, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Put a line through that, come back next start and uh, have another look because it'll be third up and ready to rock. Now, uh, we didn't touch on this off the top, but the Friday Little Black Book, mate, let's, uh, I read it out for you on air. I do have it written down here somewhere, but did, was, it, was it a hit with all every single tip? Did they all come in? Yeah, so we had three tips at Melton. 
uh, for three winners, and then we had two interstate tips for a winner and a second by a, sh- by a head. So uh, Harley Blue got up the first of our tips at $3.20. Jillaby Jack Sparrow yeah. got up at $4.40. Stars Destiny got up at $2.50. Postgame got up uh, in WA for hits first start, but it was very short odds on. And Stepping Stones, a Tasmanian runner, got beaten by a head when held up until very late in the race. Yeah, I was there live for that, so I made, I made it down there just to see stepping stones. We can we can say that if we want, but it's not quite true. But yeah, and you had ten going with Sierra as well, but it was up against Jewelby Jack Sparrow. So unless they did heat, he couldn't get them both home. No, correct. But we got uh, yeah three races covered, three winners. Yeah, very very good, mate. And Saturday night. Uh, Things didn't go backwards, but I suppose we'll cover them off as we go through. Race two, Julian, was the Deco Glaze Coloured Splashbacks Trot. Came hot to trot, but Hazel Muscles opened up a pretty handy lead. Off the back in 28.3. Hazel Muscle turned about 10 metres clear now. Of Ebony's Avenger, Love Gun, then came hot to trot. Revel Stoke to the inside. But it's all Hazel Muscle. He's put a gap on his rivals here. He's opened up a big lead on hot to trot and Ebony's Avenger. And down to the line goes Hazel Muscle. Bolts in. Hot to trot, second, 15 away. Third Ebony's Avenger from Revel Stoke. And then came... He's all muscle winning the Deco Glaze Coloured Splashbacks Trot. And there's a few ticks here. Dan Lecky tipping hot to trot on an each way basis on Friday. So a big tick for Dan for that. And, well, I was a bit keen on Ebony's Avenger, the place. So between the two of us for our value tips, we've got second and third. And she's been just such a good little trotter, Ebony's Avenger. She just beats... All the horses she should beat now, if that makes sense. Uh, he's all muscle, though. Got away with a pretty soft lead rate of 30.3, which, oh, well, interestingly, was the same uh, lead rate as Kanina Provlima when we get there. Yes, there's a different in distance, but just shows how easy Kanina Provlima got it. And he just built the tempo then throughout the race. Mark Pitt, 31-1, 30.6, 28-3, 27-7. He was sort of half a second off all of Just Believe's times, if that makes sense. So he's a, he's a fair way off that, but he certainly showed he's better than all of those, Steve. Yeah, he's uh, really matured this prep and just shows exactly how much ability. We know he's had, but he's really putting it together now. And I think maturity's been his best friend, and uh, he's, he's just showing that now. With a, a dominating win this week and previously his prior start, he won by a very good margin in even quicker time. So uh, he is going super at the moment and, and has got a very bright future in front of him. Hot to Trot's racing extremely well. He hit the line very strong, even though they were beating a long margin. If we take the winner out of it and we go back through the field there's some really nice horses in that field and uh hot to trot found the line quite well ebony's avenger who was uh one of our little black book specialists she got up the third paid three dollars thirty the place so that was terrific to see as well revel stoke who also had the pegs run into fourth and iron love for nathan jack uh into fifth uh there wasn't a massive margin between sort of second to seventh and then uh, mm. there's a couple at the back that probably, you know, might have been slightly disappointing. But, um, yeah, the winner, wow, just way too good. What did you make of Love Gun? Like, so good at Shepparton and then just, I think, was a little disappointing, but it was a totally different run. Maybe he's just a horse that's going to have to get driven quiet. 
Well, I always thought he was a better sit-sprint horse, um, and I think maybe the sectionals being, I suppose, sit-sprint type race made it very difficult for him being 28-3, 27-7. When you're yeah, mm. you know, doing doing the work outside him and you know, trying to run them down, it sort of breaks your heart a little bit. They can give up, I suppose you can say, without throwing the towel in. Um, but, yeah, I think if he's driven off a cold sit, then he sort of finds a line better. It just, just depends on the tempo of the race. You know, 28 three, twenty-seven, seven. that's nearly pacing times. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, when Mark Pitt wants to win, he can uh, win quite comfortably. Uh, when he does it like that, he just sort of hits the button and... They absolutely take off for him. And, yeah, he's all must be interesting to see. Would they have a crack at a great Southern star? He's got gate speed. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure he's quite to that level yet. I um, yeah, I, think, I agree. You know, maybe they'd be looking after him for another 12 months. I'm, I'm sure there's some really nice... He's only had 18 race starts for eight wins. And I'm sure there's plenty of other nice races around for him that you maybe wouldn't want to throw into the Wolves too soon. So a little black book wise, Ebony's Avenger, you had 10 by 40 on, so it was a pretty good race for you, really. And I know you had a little play, 5 by 15, Revel Stoke, but uh, you staked it pretty well here. Yeah, $3.30 the place. It was uh, terrific. Um, so it's $120, $132 return just there off that one race. So uh, that puts us well up for the start of the night. Certainly does. And you sort of, with a $200 game plan, this is going to sound strange. You feel like you can't lose almost getting 132 back, if that makes a sense. You've got sort of 60-odd percent back. So it feels like, I know you can lose. If they all miss, you end up with a negative 68, which isn't great. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that make it, any it, sense? or am I, Yeah, it I does. And it was, a, it was a good start. <laughs> and there was a couple later that you thought, well, they'll definitely get up for us that, that didn't. But, um Look, the last race of the night just made sure that we were well out in front. So, uh, yeah, we uh, the first bet and the last bet come through. Very good. Race three was the first of the breakthrough heats from Ballarat on Saturday night. Excuse me. <clears throat> and fourth, the outside is so what? So into the straight they head, and it's Coravelli start. Two metres now, ideal escape. So what to the outside, starting to finish off strongly. It's so what after Coravelli star. So what looms up to Coravelli star and hit the lead. And so what's coming clear. It's so what going on to win it and beat Coravelli star in third dream maze. Then till heaven's rock and got into fourth. Wow, wait, so what winning now, <laughs> Steve. What happened to Dan Malecki there? I watched these races live <laughs> in a pub in Bernie. I didn't hear them as such. And I haven't gone back and, and watched that race as a replay because, like, I tipped so what and cheered her on home. I'm the only person, I think, in the world that cheers a horse home when he's only tipped them, but I did. <laughs> so what happened to Dan? Did he swallow him off or something? Hey, I hope not, because uh, he would have jumped out of the uh, race caller's box if he swallowed a moth. We know he's got a uh, a fear of moths, but I think he was trying to do his best Jim Jarks impersonation. Um, I, I was waiting for the old, Can someone help me? I need you, quick! <laughs> but he got over it very quickly and uh, chimed in at the top of the straight again when all the important stuff was happening. Uh, he's ultra-professional, our Dan, and uh, yeah, he just shows he can almost uh, choke and lose his voice and still come good for the finish 
Yeah, and th- and that happens to everybody. We all do it when we're talking to someone in everyday life. But when you're halfway through a race call and it happens to you, you sort of got nowhere to go, have you? It's a pretty no, difficult situation. No, exactly. You can't just say, "Oh, hang on, thirty seconds. Let me go and get a bottle <laughs> yeah. of water, clear my throat, and start again." The race is over then. So, uh, no, he handles himself extremely well, Dan. And uh, and look, you wouldn't expect anything less. He is just the ultra prof- ultimate professional when it comes to race calling and. Uh, yeah, he called that one right. There was an early burn with Dream Maze and Coravelli Star. <laughs> Sorry, Ted. Yeah, yeah, on the early burn, it was only a lead rate of 29.6, which shows how times can be misleading because they went so hard that first half of the lead time. Like, it looked like they went 18 seconds for half of it and 26 seconds for the other half, if that makes sense. I've, I've extremed that out a bit, no doubt, but that's how it looked to the eye, and the lead rate was only 29.6, mate. Yeah, but one thing you got to notice about Ballarat Saturday night too is the track was not fast, so any yeah, times, okay. don't look at them and say, oh, that was a bit slow because, yeah, the track, a little bit heavy. After all the rains that we've had over the last you know, few weeks and top dressing and all that, the, the tracks at the moment aren't as quick as what they were. And that was uh, as well at Ballarat Saturday night. So sometimes those times can be a little bit misleading. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty hard early burn. And we see it a few times throughout the night. They went crazy early for that first corner and then uh, just couldn't finish it off and and got beat. Mm. So um, a few races were left on the track early. And uh, this was one of them with Coravelli Star and Dream Maze running second and third. And uh, Jackie would have been just absolutely laughing when that happened because this is what So What loves when they go crazy crazy up front she just loves to dive bombing and that's exactly what she did yeah well as i said on friday like the times she ran at hamilton to get to run second i know fighties went similarly but to be so close to them and have them running speed on like she you couldn't what could you would you have taken a dollar 30 in running steve that's how it looked to me Oh, after a couple of hundred metres, absolutely. You'd be backing her at pretty much any odds because that runner, Hamilton, was super. And the the only question that we had here on Saturday night was what happens early? You know, just if yeah. Coravelli Star just gets across without doing too much work, well, you know, everything blows out to 100 to 1 because he should just be absolutely winning. But, you know, when they go that hard early, then uh, it does. It can take it out of them. And that last 50 metres, that's when they start looking for that bit of effort that they just don't have left. As far as ticks and crosses here, I think we could have given a tick to nearly all six runners. Yep, 100%. Uh, really happy with the run of all. Dream Maze was first up, so just still, yeah. you know, come home at the straight, only beaten five metres was a good run. Coravelli Star, although favourite, as I said, that that gate speed burn really just took it out and but never shirked the task till heaven's rocking the second uh lightest ranked horse in the race i thought got home very well only beaten 6.1 ideal escape and even victory george was just tucked away on the back of him at 100 to 1 and still wasn't beaten that far so i agree toby there's uh there's plenty of ticks in that race um you, you wouldn't jump off any of them there's a good race down here for mares in in down at hobart i think next weekend or the weekend after the George Johnson, which I wouldn't be surprised with the history of Alan McDonough bringing horses over here for himself and for Emma Stewart if she comes down for a George Johnson, gets away from some of the better ones, and then there's a, a good free-for-all race down here too. It might be the Hobart Cup, or I can't name it off the top of my head, but it's a forty fifty thousand dollars race as well for the Pacers. So whether Emma sends one and Dream Maze comes down to Tassie, it looks likely scenario to me. 
if it's next week, it won't be Dream Maze because this was a heat into a $40,000 final at Melton next Saturday oh, true. night. So, yeah, if it's the following week, big possibility. But I don't think they'll be uh, jumping ship because every runner in the two heats gets through because it was two heats of six horses. Um, so all 12 runners will get through to the final. Yeah, that'll be an interesting final as well. It's drawn on national ratings. So, uh, Coravelli Star, Dream Mate, there'll be, a, there'll be similar in positions in the draw, but mixed in with the other heats. So, uh, so what will be off the second row, and she'll have a lot more horses ahead of her. If a Coravelli Star gets to the front in the final, and so what's six back on the outside, that totally changes it, doesn't it? certainly does, but then off the second row, sometimes you can get a good run through early. So yeah, true. you just never know which way it's going to lob, but uh, we'll soon find out once barrier draws come out. Let's get the 11.30 news away. We'll come back with race four. Speaking of mares, it could be in in the not-too-distant future. Norm's lady, the Deco Glaze Glass Blastback's mares pace.